Iowa State loses to Oklahoma 27 to 13. Another horrific game for Iowa State's offense and even worse for the running game. Welcome to the Cyclone Insider. I'm Randy Peterson. Obviously, I'm with my good buddy, Tomas Birch, also known as Tommy Birch. Um, Heinz is, is um, at a at a family function today, and unfortunately, he can't be with us. But but Tommy's here. Um, Tommy's seen a gazillion Iowa State football games, and I guess I'll just kick it right to Tommy. What'd you think? What'd you think, Birch? What'd you think about this game? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was not good from an Iowa State offensive standpoint. I mean, that might be one of the worst offensive performances I've, I've seen from Iowa State for a long time, certainly during the Matt Campbell era, um, you know, and, and, you know, when I think back to some of the worst offensive performances for Iowa State football teams, you know, I think you have to go back to the Paul Rhodes era where, you know, they they were rotating in and out of quarterbacks, couldn't find who was going to be the guy. They had really inconsistent uh, offensive line play really inconsistent running game as well. And I think a lot of the problems that Iowa State's experiencing right now kind of resemble those teams. But I think what is maybe over the saving grace for Iowa State football fans right now is maybe the idea that, like, hey, there is talent on the offensive side of the ball. The hope is it's just young talent and that with more experience and more time, maybe it will get better. You know, I think you were the one that brought it up to me at one point during during the game is that everybody got got real excited. Iowa State fans got excited when they beat Southeast Missouri, when they beat Iowa. Oh, my gosh, Iowa State ends a losing streak against Iowa, which we have learned to, to find out that Iowa isn't all that great shakes and who Iowa beat Ohio to start out three and oh. People are thinking three and oh, my gosh, how, how good can this can this team be? Um, I mean, even I was wondering if, if I needed to to um, recalculate what I what I thought Iowa State would be, and, and oh my gosh, um, that was you talk about false hope. Wow! Um, but I don't think any of us suspected that the running game would be as as bad and as detriment to the team as it is. And that's no offense to to Jarrell Brock or Cartavius Norton; they've been hurt. No offense to them to them whatsoever. I wonder how why Iowa State coaching staff hasn't been able to adjust to that. Um, but, you know, I it's, it's tough when the opponent doesn't have to play against the rush and all they're doing is defending the pass. That's tough. And that's why I've, I've said and I've written it, I've said it. I asked Campbell about it for the umpteenth time today after the game. Why in the world does not Hunter Deckers carry the ball? more times on planned rushes. He was a leading rusher today with 40 yards. He had a nice scramble out of the end zone right down here where I'm standing right now. Um, okay, on the next play, he threw an interception. But nonetheless, De- yeah, 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 details, minor details. No, nonetheless. I do, I do, I do think yeah, you ahead. brought up a couple of really good, interesting points, Randy, where, you know, we had that conversation during the game where, you know, I think I'm winning, and you know, I'm not on the beat anymore, so I have a little bit more of an outsider's perspective. But I went into the season kind of expecting, like, hey, this is a rebuilding year for Iowa State. You know, they don't have Brees Hall anymore, they don't have Brock Purdy, yeah. they don't have Charlie Kohler. There's a lot of guys that are missing on defense, too. You know, there, there are going to be some, some tough times for this Iowa State team, but I think part of the problem is, well, you beat three really bad non conference opponents. 
I think that kind of raised unrealistic expectations for this team. Um, I think part of the problem, too, was she beat Iowa. And at the time, I don't think anybody had a good sense of what this Iowa team was and really just how just they really aren't that great of a football team right now either. So um, I've kind of maintained that, look, my expectations were never going to be high for Iowa State going into the season. Having said that, um, I did not expect Iowa State to to kind of struggle this mightily. You know, I think going into it, I expected a win over Kansas. I even went in today's game uh, thinking Iowa State was probably going to be Oklahoma. And, um, you know, I think when it comes to to the rushing game, it's it, it's really it, – it's put a lot of kind of undue pressure on Hunter Deckers who kind of like going back to that whole conversation about expectations going into the season – he is a redshirt sophomore. He's only gotten a little bit of playing time last year, mostly in mop-up duty. But now when you do not have a running game, you're forcing the ball into the hands, like you had said, where the entire game Oklahoma was just daring Iowa State to run the football. And they knew Iowa State couldn't run the football. So that meant, like, okay, we're going we're gonna to put all the pressure on Hunter Duckers to throw the football and have a really good game. And Hunter didn't get some help with his receivers. Yeah, I'm just going to the that. best either. So I, I think that illustrates kind of that bigger issue too, where now it is kind of forced Hunter Deckers to grow up a little bit more because like guys like Brock Purdy, you know, Brock had free salt. You know, Brock had David Montgomery. Right. Um, and Kane, don't forget Kane. Yeah, great point. Where right now you're looking at um, – you know, a young quarterback who has virtually no running game who has to carry this offense. So that's that's a lot of big expectations upon a redshirt sophomore. And last thing I'll say about this, too, not to monopolize your kind of bigger time here, Randy, because you're you're definitely the expert. Bring but, it on, dude. That's fine. <laughs> oh. But I think part of Keep the problem, too, is <clears throat> you look at the success that – Brock Purdy had as a true freshman. And I think going into it now, that set a tremendously high bar for a guy like Hunter Deckers, who had more time to kind of ease into that role. And like I said, kind of get his feet wet. But realistically, there were always going to be some trials and tribulations and some growing to be done. But when you have somebody like Brock Purdy who does what he does as a freshman, I think a lot of people expected similar results from Hunter Deckers right away. When I was walking down um, out of the out of the stadium, um, down the steps and out of the stadium to um, to go to the, the postgame press conference, I heard fans grumble. I heard even a, a woman came up who I did not know. She came up and, and, and said to me, she said, she said, write about how much um, how, how, how the defense is saving this team. You know how she's she's how she says I feel sorry for the defense. I really feel sorry to be those guys. You know what keeps them motivated. Well, I was obviously Tommy. You've been in that situation a gazillion times. Also, that's you're not exactly want to carry on a conversation with somebody at that point in time, <laughs> or ever, or ever. Yeah, because chances are they've they've uh, had a few um, 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 beverages, and obviously, and, and actually, she did tell me. She says she's heading to a, a tailgate right now. It, or right when we talked, or right when she was talking to me, and obviously I was heading to the post game, to the post game press conference. But if I'd have thought about it, I would have I would have said, um, 
I would, I would, I would have said, I don't feel sorry for the defense. That's why they're here. They're here to play great defense. And while, yeah, okay, they held a, a an Oklahoma team with a very good offense to, I don't know, what they have, 21 points, three touchdowns, something like that. Or 20, the three touchdowns, however, whatever it was, 27 points. That's not, that's, that's not, that's not great. I mean, there was a, a touchdown pass. It was a wide open pass, for example. There were, there were, there were missed, there were missed tackles. There were plays that the defense could have, could have made that wouldn't, would have made a difference. Hell no, it wouldn't have made a difference. Um, the, the part of the, but, but they have been playing very great. And I shudder to think where Iowa State would be without the defense. The person like you, like you alluded to, Tommy, the person you, or the person I, I don't want to say feel sorry for, but the person I, I feel for right now is Hunter Deckers. I, I really do. Yeah. He's made a share of mistakes. He had, he had a coming off a wonderful game at, at Texas minus the interception in the end zone. Um, you know, today he threw three picks. But but like you said, everybody everybody in the in the stadium knew what plays were coming. They knew that the Iowa State wasn't going to rush the ball. They knew he was going to pass it. So they so Oklahoma sits back and and pass defense. So I, I kind of blame the play calling on that. And and speaking of play calling, here I go again. What about the third and one call? Where yeah, was I mean, there's been a lot of funky play calling for, yeah. for Iowa State this season? But you know, kind of the the conversation that. I continually go back on when it comes to kind of the odd play calling is I look back to that year that Tom Manning was with the Indianapolis coach as the Indianapolis Colts as the tight ends coach, where a lot of the funky play calling we're seeing now, you know, we saw during that time when Tom Manning was, was gone too. So I think, I think the one thing that reveals is that Matt Campbell has his hands in the, Offensive calling cookie jar a little bit more than what what people probably realize now. Like I had said before, when when it comes to to the play calling, you know, Tom Manning is certainly um, somebody that's worthy of the criticism too, because you know he is that all be all. The buck does ultimately kind of, in a certain way, stop with him in terms of of some of the play calling. But um, you know, I think. Part of Iowa State's problem is they rely so much on getting guys into open, open space and like letting their natural athleticism just kind of make some plays. They just they don't seem to either. I, I think they have the athleticism, but they don't have the playmaking abilities quite yet to do that. But I thought, in a sense, there were some promising moments from uh, Hunter Deckers as well, where. One, he didn't zero in on Xavier Hutchinson all the time. I thought he managed the pocket a little bit better. Um, I thought he, he did a better read of his, uh, you know, checkdowns and progressions and, and things like that. Where Dude, the 28, yard, the 28 yard run from out of the end zone scramble. That was sure. awesome. And I think yeah. I, not too many plays before that, I think I told you, I mentioned to you that somebody on the team told me that that once Hunter Deckers gets a full head of steam up, he's the fastest guy on the team, and he was getting he was starting to get a head of steam up um, when he got when he got pushed out of bounds by somebody who had the the angle the angle on him. So I really want to see more more of those um, not that kind but more designed runs for Deckers. I would say through the through the ball to the tight end a little bit today, which which was which was encouraging. 
but uh, um, you know, with four yeah, games, I, that, I did think it was interesting during the post game press conference when you would ask Matt Campbell about the idea of like, hey, having Hunter Deckers run more. And I thought was kind of interesting when it came to his answer was, you know, it's like, look around the Big 12, you see so many quarterbacks that aren't getting through a full season right now. There's obviously a concern with, um, you know, they don't want Hunter Duckers to get hurt. But I think when I look at Hunter Duckers, I look at Brock Purdy, I almost think like, man, Hunter Duckers looks like a guy that is much more capable of running the football and sustaining some some hard hits and Brock Purdy ran the football a lot, especially early on. Dude, that that dude took some hard hits. So, dude, he didn't know how to slide. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, and I think I think part of the problem too is it kind of makes me wonder was that say more of I don't think it says as much about the toughness of one quarterback to the other. I think it probably says more about like okay, um, at least Brock Purdy had some capable options as backup quarterback kind of behind him where I feel like right now Iowa State does not feel confident in absolutely anything that they have beside behind Hunter Deckers right now. I agree 100%. So, Bertie, let's shut this thing down on this. you got something more prophetic to say. Iowa State loses to Oklahoma 27-13, fifth straight loss. Record drops to three and five. Okay, if you think you if you think Iowa State's going to going to find three victories among the four games left, I want some of what you're um, drinking. Um, so, but anyway, possible? Who knows? Who knows what can happen? So, so thanks for listening to and watching the Cyclone Insider for Tommy Birch. I'm Randy Peterson, and Heinz will be back with us next week. Thank you. <laughs>